0: Welcome to the Get Fit Guy's Quick and Dirty Tips to Slim Down and Shape Up. My name is Ben Greenfield, and I'm here to get you into the shape of your life. It's pretty likely that when you climb a flight of stairs, see someone you really like, or hear the rollicking tunes of the Get Fit Guy podcast, you experience a rise in your heart rate. Since the heart is responsible for delivering blood to active parts of your body, this makes sense. After all, if you ever need to break into dance, run from a lion, or just get very psyched up to write that fourth quarter report, the active parts of your body need oxygen and nutrients. But it can be pretty confusing to actually know what your heart rate should be when you exercise and what heart rate will give you the most benefit during a workout. So in this episode, you'll learn how to measure your heart rate during a workout, how to set heart rate zones, and how to learn how your heart rate Heart rate should feel during exercise. At the end of the episode, we'll even solve a mystery from a Get Fit Guy listener about heart rate. Of course, it would be pretty useless for you to know which heart rate zones will help you get better fitness results if you don't know how to measure your heart rate, so that's where we'll start. Here are three quick and dirty methods to measure your heart rate during exercise. Number 1. Take your pulse. This old-school method involves placing your fingers on the carotid artery that runs down the front side of your neck or the radial artery on the inside of your wrist and counting how many times you feel your heart beat in 6, 10, 15, 30, or 60 seconds. Frankly, this method is inconvenient and it can be easy to miss heartbeats, but if you're technology deficient, it's one way to go. Number 2. Use a heart rate monitor. A heart rate monitor has two components, a strap that goes around your chest and a monitor that looks like a watch, which you wear on your wrist. The strap transmits your heart rate to the watch, and voila, your heart rate is displayed without you having to do any messy counting. And don't worry too much if the heart rate on your monitor occasionally disappears or speeds up to 200 or 300 beats per minute. In most cases, this is a technical difficulty, and it can often be remedied by ensuring that the skin under the chest strap of the heart rate monitor is moistened with sweat, water, or an electrical conducting gel, but just in case there's something medically related happening with your heart, you may want to check out the house call doctor's episode, which tests diagnose heart problems. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Number three, use a piece of cardio equipment. Most cardio machines in gyms these days have silver colored handles or bars you can hold onto, and these will record your heart rate. They're slightly less convenient than a heart rate monitor, but usually more convenient than taking your pulse whichever method you choose when you first begin tracking your heart rate i'd recommend you do it a lot eventually you'll learn how to associate how your intensity breathing and muscles feel at each heart rate at which point you can begin to pay less attention to heart rate and more attention to nature your favorite tv show or your exercise companions who may feel a bit neglected by this time when i first started exercising with a heart rate monitor i used it every day for every workout but now i only use it once or twice a week during the most important workouts When you track your heart rate, you can also measure your resting heart rate, which will get lower as you get fitter, and your heart rate recovery after exercise, since a heart rate that is dropped by less than 12 beats per minute one minute after stopping your workout could indicate increased risk of a heart attack. Finally, don't give much credence to the number of calories your heart rate monitor might tell you you're burning. They can overestimate by up to 20%. So here's how to set target heart rate zones. If you want to use your heart rate to help you exercise safely or properly, you'll first need to figure out these heart rate zones. You could use a heart rate zone chart, like the one that I'm going to put in the show notes, and this chart will let you approximate a target heart rate for exercise based on your age. But this method can be fairly erroneous since it's just an approximation based on the general population. Interestingly, the heart rates used to create tables similar to those that you'll see on heart rate charts at gyms, many of which appear on cardio equipment instructions, are derived from the equation of 220 minus your age to determine your maximum heart rate. But this formula was originally devised in the 1970s by two physicians and was not based on research, but rather from simple observational data. As a result, it's widely considered by health and fitness professionals as a poor predictor of maximum heart rate, and two decades of research have shown it to be highly erroneous. Alternatively, you could test your maximum heart rate, but this can be uncomfortable and dangerous since it requires you to exercise at 100% intensity to record the maximum heart rate you can achieve. This method is only recommended for serious athletes or individuals being supervised by a health or medical professional. But once you find out that maximum heart rate, you can use it in any equation or chart as an alternative to the 220 minus age method. Finally, you could do a sub maximal test. This is an accurate way to determine your personal heart rate zones without doing a maximum heart rate test. And one version of a submaximal test is actually described in my episode, what is the fat burning zone? Here's how it goes. To do this, you simply warm up on a bike for 10 minutes. Next, you pedal at your maximum sustainable pace for the next 20 minutes. You should be breathing hard and your legs should be burning, but you should be able to maintain the same intensity for that full 20 minutes. Record your average heart rate during those 20 minutes that follow your 10-minute warm-up period. Now, let's say that you want three heart rate zones for your exercise sessions. Take the average heart rate that you sustained over those 20 minutes and multiply by 80 to 90 percent for your easy aerobic heart rate multiply by 90 to 100 percent for your harder calorie burning heart rate and multiply by 100 to 110 percent for your high intensity interval heart rates this is a simple method that works for most people but for the endurance athletes that i coach like ironman triathletes we often use up to six heart rate zones that's a little bit more complex than we'll get into on this podcast. But for the most part, you can get started by doing a sub-maximal test and then plugging in those percentages that I just described. At the UPS store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and
1: ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at SeventhGeneration.com.
0: Do you want a beautiful lawn? Now, as promised, I'll finish with a heart rate mystery recently presented by a woman who wrote in to Get Fit Guy at QuickAndDirtyTips.com. Here's what she said. I'm a 51-year-old woman and I've always had this weird thing with my heart rate. Resting is normal, 56 beats per minute, and I think my max is around 193 beats per minute. I know my calculated target range based on those numbers is around 155 beats per minute. But when I exercise at this heart rate, I don't feel like I'm doing any work. I just feel like I'm slacking off and not getting a good workout. Is this just a perception problem on my part? Am I really getting a good workout at 155 beats per minute? Well here's my response. If this 51-year-old woman's maximum heart rate is 193, then she probably has a very low stroke volume, or amount of blood the heart pumps with each beat. And this can simply be due to a genetically small heart. If her heart doesn't pump much blood with each beat, it has to beat more times per minute. And if this is the case, even at low exercise intensities, her heart rate will naturally be higher. Furthermore, with a resting heart rate of 56, this woman has a very large heart rate reserve, which is the difference between her maximum heart rate and her resting heart rate. So her maximum heart rate is 193 and her resting heart rate is 156. There are a lot of heartbeats between 56 and 193, meaning she has a large heart rate reserve. Now this means she probably has a great deal of cardiovascular fitness because a large heart rate reserve is associated with that. So this means that even at higher exercise rates and higher heart rates, she'll feel relatively comfortable. So ultimately, what this comes down to is she can't accurately use a maximum heart rate equation. If she goes back and does the test I described earlier in this article, she'll discover her threshold heart rate, the heart rate at which breathing becomes deep and the muscles begin to burn. She can then use, as I described earlier, 80 to 90 percent of this number for easy aerobic work at a conversational pace, 90 to 100 percent of this number for cardio fitness at which the legs are burning and she's deeply breathing, and 100 to 100 110% of this number for hard intervals at which she can exercise for just a few minutes. Since she appears to have a high degree of cardiovascular fitness, she may need to increase these numbers by a few percentage points to get even more benefit from her workouts. And remember, if you're ever unsure about heart rate beat skipping, chest pain, rapid heart rate, or any other heart rate conundrums during exercise, the best bet is to go talk to a doctor who can perform medical tests to find out if there are any serious problems. Now, if you have more questions or your own mystery, you can leave your comment over at the Get Fit Guy's Facebook page by going to Facebook.com and doing a search for Get Fit Guy. You can also ask me questions or follow the tips that I send out every day on Twitter by going to Twitter.com slash Get Finally, for exclusive videos and articles that you aren't going to have access to anywhere else, be sure to subscribe to the Get Fit Guy newsletter. It's easy to do. Just go to quickanddirtytips.com and click the subscribe button in the upper right-hand corner. Next week, I'll be talking about how to get off a weight loss plateau. And until next time, this is Ben Greenfield, the Get Fit Guy, asking you, what are you waiting for? Go get fit.
1: Doors take us to summers away. Or winter adventures Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. 7th Generation Laundry Detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation Laundry Detergent in fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com.